The Calcio Podcast, episode 96. Listeners, ciao, thanks for tuning in. Serie A is back, and it is back with a bang, that's for sure, as there's been a ton of action on and off the pitch going on the past couple of days. So we have tons to get to. We have a bunch of wild stories. And it really does feel like we could officially say that the season is back when there are crazy only in Italy moments going on straight out the gate from week one. So we'll talk about Luis Suarez cheating on his Italian proficiency exam in his failed move to Juventus. We'll talk about an administrative error that may have been an inside job to hand Roma a forfeit loss to Hellas Verona. And we'll talk about Morata transferring to Juventus. We'll talk about Zlatan being immortal. And we'll talk about strong starts to the season right out of the gate for Juventus, Milan, Napoli, Fiorentina, and Benevento. Check the table. Numbers don't lie. We'll also talk about Balotelli getting a last, last chance at Genoa. Just, 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 just one more chance. That's all he needs. One last chance. One last chance to, uh, to make it big. That's all he needs, bro. Uh, we'll also give the five aside of all-time worst transfers. We'll also touch on Parma and their new owner, Kyle Kraus, what we could expect of the Blue Cerchiati and their new sweet, innocent, wide-eyed, commander-in-chief that and so much more so listeners sit back relax and enjoy this first pod of the 2020 2021 season pino take it away die let's go Delle donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito troppo spesso si finisce, che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposte a far l'amore io da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine di una presa tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera, è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, Nick. Roll, Pino, roll. And we're back. Nick Gentiletti. Week Gianaletti. one in the books, sir. Week Nick one Gentiletti. in the books. Nick Gentiletti. Nick Gentiletti. How are you, man? Good, bro. I was uh, having so much fun following Caltro again this weekend. Uh, life felt good. Felt normal. Uh, fucking some great games. Some exciting stuff. Uh, Everything is good. Everything's good. Samba Damo coming at you. Listeners, welcome to episode 96 of the Cultural Podcast. We are one episode away from the, the honorary episode of our year of birth, and we are hot on 100 episodes here. We're hot on 100 episodes' coattails here. And uh, does that make sense? Hot on, their co- hot on its coattails? Hot on its tails? I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. I don't think so. Fuck, fuck, man. You got to hold me to a higher standard than that. You got to be on me. You got to correct uh, me. I gave up on that long ago, buddy. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I got to say, we, we, we repeated re- repeatedly last week. Uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. You know, finally, we're back uh, before games had resumed. But it really feels like we're fucking in the thick of it now because it was a crazy day of news today. Lots of unreal stories that you'll love to see. And we got some games going on, man. So uh, a full a full round of fixtures hasn't even taken place yet. Not every team has nope. even had a chance to participate in week one. And we've already got some fucking metal stories, son. Uh, right off the gate, right, right off the bat, right out of the gate. So with the uh, Scottish accent. Uh, what's with the Scottish accent right off the bat? I was feeling it, buddy. I don't know. So let's um, just give a little context. We are recording this episode on the evening of... Uh, Tuesday, September 22nd, 
Yes. Uh, there are, again, a chunk of games from week one in Serie A, the 2020-2021 season, which are now in the books. Uh, it's going to be a little shorter podcast um, in terms of us actually talking because we've got a pretty long five-a-side already banged from last week. We, uh, we teased it during the episode. We, uh, we had recorded late last week the five-a-side of all-time worst transfers. But the episode was going a little bit long. We thought we'd cut it short and uh, round it out to about an hour. So uh, this is going to be a nice little reintroduction of, uh, you know, kind of getting back in kind of getting back into the swing of things. But there is going to be a lot to pack into the next little, uh, little, uh, little discussion here, buddy. Let's so, get to it. Let's get uh, to it. Good, we- good weekend for you. Good weekend for me. Uh, Milan and Juve both starting off um, in, uh, in winning ways. Yep. Uh, Ibra- Ibrahimovic yesterday scoring a brace as Milan top Bologna 2-0. He, Benjamin Button. The for- Benjamin Button. And uh, he's forgotten how old he is. He's, uh, he's getting so old now. He's, he's already he's, he's lo- he's losing his mind. At the end of the game, he says, I'm 39 years old now. Wait, no, uh, 38. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's, getting were- of, he's getting ahead of himself. And, it, it's, and he it's, goes, it's, if it's- I were in my early 20s, I'd have scored four today instead of two. And you know what? He's right. He's right. He's totally right. There was uh, the two misses that he'd had were – yeah, where one where he uh, where he, he he basically pulled down Skorupski's pants and made him fall to the ground and was a little bit off balance and missed with his left foot. But obviously, in, in his prime, Ibra Ibra finishes that. But uh, yeah, another one, another one too. When he was right in front of Skorupski and he kind of squared it on him rather than tucking it into a corner. But but man, the header that he scored and and the the beautiful penalty that you scored. It's crazy to think that this guy actually. Like chose to leave to the MLS. I was gonna. Like, say, I was thinking back. about that today. He left. It's and usually leaving to the states or it's leaving like to China is or leaving to the, the Gulf. That's yeah, the that's path. The, it's usually like yeah. like when you're 35 years old. Not. I mean, usually even often younger. I mean, in the case of Higuain, it feels like it's curtains for him in Europe. Like he's probably not coming back to Europe. He might go to South America. You think, but. You know, he's 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 just left Juventus last week. It's confirmed. They released him, and he's, he's on his way to Inter Miami. But yeah, like usually it's the it's the it's the path to no return. Dead. Yeah, it's the, path, it's the path to no return, and yet he's back and he's tearing it up. So uh, good on him, man. Because I don't think anyone expected this, and uh, very no. satisfying for Milan fans. Uh, ESPN FC proving once again <laughs> that they know that they know that they know sweet fuck all. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, between them, and, I'm a better I'm a better Scottish football analyst than that Scottish guy they have there, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the bespectacled bloke with the spiky hair who always. Who always seems so arrogant, dude. So arrogant. I don't even know his name, but he's maybe it's very arrogant to us not even know his name. But he's he's, that dude is always so angry at Italian football. I don't know why, man. He's always angry. No Roma, yeah, I'm 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 disgusted. I'm disgusted with the way they play. (laughs) Uh, Like they don't stand a chance. Napoli looks scared against against Tottenham. Like. I don't Bro, know. the guy, the guy, you should have seen his, I mean, you did see his reaction when, when his co-host was like, you know, at least 10 goals. And he's like, <laughs> 10 goals. They, they, like, he fucking laughed at him. Like he was. Context, like, context is from last January when Ibra signed, he was, oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, fun, it's a fantastic PR move, but uh, no, be, <laughs> yeah. be, beyond that. Uh, and I, and that I think guy. he said, there's no way he scored, he'd score 10 goals. And I think he, he did score 10 goals in the second And he half said it's season. so insulting. Fuck that guy. Between him and fucking Thomas Rongen saying that uh, Atalanta are in bad form when they went undefeated before their, before, their, before, their, before their their game against PSG. These who, who has less of an idea of what's going on in the world? Thomas Rongen or Joe Biden? Who's more senile? Wow. That's <laughs> a tough one. 
That's a tough one. They kind of look the same. They're, both, really. they're both in the clouds. Yeah, I know. It's, it's both low, 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 low hanging fruit. But yeah, no, great start for Milan. Good start for Juve as well under Pirlo. Um, a couple of interesting decisions reverting to a 3 5 2, uh, which he played for in a couple of his seasons at Juve under, mm-hmm. uh, under Conte. Um, typical. I mean, typical, typical of anyone who wants to play with a regista, but he actually didn't play with a regista. Instead, the guy kind of in the middle was Ramsey, and he pushed forward as a mezzala, kind of in the hole behind Ronaldo and Kulusevski. Um, probably a little bit of a, of a makeshift lineup, given the fact that it's very clear that the club have been looking for a number nine for quite some time, and we'll get to that in a little bit because we have finally signed one, and we have differing views on, on the quality of that signing, as we discussed um, yesterday in private, but uh, Kulusevski, I mean, fucking 20 years old, looking completely unfazed, cool finish in the first half. Beautiful goal. Beautiful yeah, goal. yeah, very, very, looked, looked very easy, but nice finish from him, and he's off the mark. Probably could have been a better game from him overall, but I'm, I mean, I, I can't be mad the guy scored in his first game, and he wasn't even necessarily playing in his natural position. Um, what is this, little, but that's what this guy is so versatile. Like, what is his not? He can literally. Play I've been, I've been told whole, like, it's right wing. Like, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been swayed to believe that he's a right winger, but he's a very attacking one. And, yeah, could play. He could play like he did here, right? As almost like a supporting striker, he could play as like a number ten. He could play in the midfield. He could play as a winger. Like, what the fuck, this guy? It's it's the versatility that life. it's the versatility that. You would kind of want from Bernardeschi, um, which which hasn't necessarily proven uh, to be the case. But um, look, uh, overall, um, no, great great game. We we did leave it a little bit later uh, as Bonucci and Ronaldo did score late on. But uh, I mean, I can't be mad. Weston McKenney got a, got uh, got the start, Surprise made his debut, start, yeah, and yeah. he had a fucking hell of a game. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he almost scored. He, yeah. he, he, he Bonucci pretty much cleaned up his garbage. He mm-hmm. should have scored. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that one. And you know what? Let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about Alvaro Morata because we have re-signed him from Atletico Madrid um, for, a, uh, for a loan fee of 9 million euro this year with an option to extend to 2021 and an option to buy for 45 million euro at the end of this season. Um, and it's a deal that materialized very, very quickly. Pretty much in like 48 hours, he was signed. He was he was See, he was landing in turret, like, yeah. and you know what? The same thing happened with McKenny, and those two transfers, I think, are pretty shrewd. Um, and I prefer the Morata deal to the other number nines that we were being linked to. And you know what? I think overall, U.S. transfer season, the fact they brought in Kulusevski and didn't um, get rid of any key pieces, despite the fact that they probably you know could have used the cash. It would have been you know there were rumors a couple months ago that DiBala might even leave, and uh, even Ronaldo after our Champions League exit. But, you know, bringing in Pirlo in, in, in the year of uh, Sarri, in addition to the couple of players we brought in, and the fact that we, got all, that we got big wages like Higuain and Matuidi off the books, I think gives us what I would, th- what I would, what I would grade as a B-plus transfer window overall. I'm real happy with how things have gone. Let's see if, you know, we can maintain it. One thing I am pissed about um, is Luca Pellegrini is going out on loan again um, for the second year in a row from Juve, third straight year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, period, as, as he was loaned out by Roma a couple of years back to Cagliari. And uh, this kid I'd never heard of, Fabrota, started on the left, on the left flank as left wing back, um, who's basically like a Serie C player. I mean, he's the, same age as, he's the same age as Pellegrini, but he's never, really, he's never really had much of a sniff in the first team until late, yeah, that was late, late last year. Very random. Um, and, you know, the reason I'm a little pissed about that one, I won't harp on it too much. I'll probably go off on Turin Giants tomorrow. But I'm, I'm a little rattled about that one because, like, 
we didn't we didn't get rid of Deshilio, which is what we were very clearly looking to do. And uh, as a result, we're now looking to get Pellegrini off the books because it's very clear that we, you know there, there are only so many spaces, I think. So mm. Alexandro was injured. Fabrota stepped in instead of Pellegrini. And, uh, and uh, Deshilio came off the bench for him at one point later on in the second half. Um, but yeah, kind of, kind of a consequence of the fact that Roma wouldn't, um, wouldn't take on Deshilio because the Dzeko deal fell through because the Milik deal from Napoli fell through. It was so this dominoes. Almost, it was yeah. the do- transfer dominoes that happened, really. And uh, I read, I read that the the like I don't know which I guess Domino was the one to fall first, but I had read that apparently Milik and I I think either his agent or a third party or, or well whatever I guess the agent could be his third party, but maybe like an intermediary or something were apparently asking for like way too much. Uh, so Milik was asking for a, a, like a completely unrealistic salary and. Uh, Whoever was organizing this transfer was asking for an astronomical fee, and uh, I don't know if he was the first one to to knock over the Jenga tower, but uh, that's what that's what I saw. Yeah, and um, I mean, I think I think what this comes down to is don't trust Aurelio De Laurentiis <laughs> to, 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 no. to sell a player. A couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he basically said Koulibaly will leave, point blank. He said he will leave for the right price. Um, that's the thing with him, right? He'll, he'll say, yeah, I'm willing to sell, but you got you know, you to meet my price. He's very fucking stubborn in that regard. And um, yeah, he's proven that repeatedly over the years. So uh, good on you for not fucking waiting around for De Laurentiis to get his shit figured out with, with Milik and, and, uh, and for Roma to, to come to terms with him and for going out and getting a guy who is probably, um, though he may not have been the initial plan A, uh, is probably, in my opinion, a better option. And uh, he's actually not getting... I mean, we're not we're not dishing out any more than we would have if we had brought in uh, Jekyll in terms of the transfer fee and the wages yeah. we're paying them. So I'm happy with the deal overall. Just to, just to correct myself quickly, the uh, just, just as I was I was reflecting and uh, and, and rereading quickly, uh, De Laurentiis is partially at fault. It's not the intermediary that was the problem. It was actually the intermediary that was enlightening uh, uh, the, the the famous uh, Radio Kiss Kiss, saying that. Uh, that he's Big asking source. for that he's asking for too much, uh, according to this guy, around five to ten million more than his market value, and then Milik is asking for too high of a salary. But yeah, um, the the Morata. So like, uh, the way you so, explained you explained it as me saying that like we disagree on his quality or or something like that because that's not that's not what I was getting at yesterday. It's it's you. It's that you used the words in private yesterday that it was a flawless transfer, which kind of like took me aback because it's definitely not flawless. Um, I I know you like to to flex your uh, Juve financial guns, like oh nine million, ten million for a loan is nothing. Well, it's but not look, that. It's, it's not that. Look, it's it's when, when what I told you was this is what I said. What I said was. When, when a team is loaning a player in for 10 million euro as the loan fee with an option to buy, normally it, normally it implies that they have the intention to likely make it a permanent transfer because paying 10 million euro for a dry loan is, is, seems like, like a short-minded business, in my not, opinion. But not necessarily. But it also gives them the flexibility, right, to not redeem the transfer and almost like psychologically cut their losses or like cut their losses before they become losses, you know, uh, further losses by not purchasing him. 
But what I was saying was if this like deal does materialize, I, 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 I just find it really hard to believe that a guy that, yeah, I know like he's 27, 28 and he consistently scores 15 goals a year. But if the transfer ends up being like upwards of 50 million euro, I mean, well, dude, is, is that what the market's being set at now? Uh, dude, five million euro for a fifteen goal striker. Like, I, I, if that's what it's becoming, then okay. I well, guess a very consistent fifteen goal striker who's 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 done it at four top clubs now, and who knows Pirlo, knows the old guard, knows DiBala, knows Ronaldo, and knows the club, and is twenty eight entering his prime. He's twenty seven, turning twenty eight. He has a couple of years left to give. We were going to spend 15 million euro to get Jekyll and then, and then give him 7 million a year. So that would have, so yeah, well, for two, I mean, for you're, two you're years. Paying, you're, pay, you're paying that, Morata 6 million a year right now. Right. So it's not that with a 9 million, with a 9 million dry loan. So it's 15 million to bring in Morata for one season or 30 million to bring in Jekyll for two. It's not that, it's not that crazy. It's just, it's, it's the cost of doing business now with, with, you know, with, uh, with players that are proven. And, and the fact of the matter is, there aren't a lot of number nines out there, right? So I think it's a great deal. And you know what? I've been really, I was really pissed. Fuck that we were looking at bringing in Luis Suarez. It looked like, um, it looked like it was going to happen a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so happy it didn't bad, happen. Wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a bad move though. Well, like, like, I prefer the way Morata. I prefer the way Morata plays. I prefer the, I prefer the human being that he is. I, I'm happy with the relationship. Bad, he has yeah, the, the, club. the latter, I can't disagree with. And there. and I and I think you know when you have Morata, you don't necessarily have to start him all the time. It's a number nine option, but when you have Suarez, the Pistolero wants to fucking start all the time, man. Um, and, and, he, and he costs an arm and a leg. So, uh, in, ter- in terms of annual wage. So, look. Um, yeah, like overall, like overall, given the context of, of the, like the situation and how desperately they need like a, a striker, it's not, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, it fits a need. Uh, for again, like you mentioned, all the the other like intangible aspects of it, like knows the club, whatever. Like yeah, like it fits the need. It's just, I just like it just seems crazy to me that if the deal does materialize to a full time deal, that a guy of his quality who like he's not an alpha. Like you're not gonna start and say this guy's like an alpha player. You know that he's. There's been instances where we've seen Morata over the last couple of years like failed to be that that alpha in like in the critical moments right but I mean, he had a great year last year at I'm, ju- I'm just saying I'm just saying I just find it shocking that that, that a player like him commands that kind of fee like, I think that, it's okay that, that's I, what think, I, find I think I just find it shocking he's, he'll consistently get get goals for big clubs and and have a good role where he's as you said maybe not necessarily the guy not the alpha you know who's not an alpha right now is Atletico Madrid because they are getting fucked over right now because you know what they didn't do they didn't do what Roma did they didn't say well hold on we won't sell you Morata until we get our replacement in and so on and so forth well they're gonna get Um, Suarez well I don't know if you've seen the news Suarez apparently now is being held hostage by Barcelona and he's furious he wants to hold a press conference to try to force a move which I think bodes really well I think you're a little late I think Fabrizio here we go confirmed it Oh, is Fabrizio going to cuck me? Well, you confirmed that, but I was, I, I read that and I was like, you know what? It's fantastic for Messi. He'll have a little hostage buddy. They'll, they'll, both, be, they'll both be in solidarity. <laughs> they'll be in the foxhole. Yeah, they'll be in the foxhole. In, 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 in their hatred for the club. But um, I mean, yeah, according to what I had read today, 
uh, the Suarez deal to Atletico Madrid was kind of on pause because apparently Barcelona no longer wanted to get rid of no, it. No, no, it, it's on, sir. It's on? Here we go. Here, Here we, we go. go. Confirmed. Yep. Okay, yep. okay, okay, okay. That's what, well, I, that's what I thought. Well, but, we, have uh, to talk, we have to talk about Luis Suarez. You, you, are, you, are you really going to deprive me of talking about Luis Suarez right now? No, absolutely not. You, you, you absolutely were going to interject. This clown. This clown. No, 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 no. no. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to, to show you. Like, it's confirmed. That ended up, I guess, working out for everyone. So, I mean, Okay. Suarez, Suarez is gonna get fucking. Uh, sorry, my initial reaction was was gonna be that Suarez was gonna get chewed out when he shows up to the the camp new, but that's not gonna happen. So that nice makes pun. me sad. Nice that makes pun. me sad a little bit. Uh, before before we move on, yeah, uh, Fiorentina one 0 over Torino. Um, Torino not starting off on the right foot. Had a tough season last year overall. Um, Dude, a really but, good uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, and Castrovilli got the goal. Good for him. First game as a number ten. On a beautiful uh, cross from Chiesa. Who pump, I, up, I, pump up your value, I, kiddos. You're, cu- you're, you're coming in. I, well, I saw today. I saw, yeah. Uh, Ramadani was apparently in Milan today. Apparently, he was discussing. Uh, Does that guy for, just uh, have a monopoly over the entire Fiorentina team? It appears so. Vlahovic as well. All the good players. All the good players, anyways. Yeah. You should, Comiso, for all of you uh, NFL fans out there, Comiso just really reminds me of Jerry Jones, the owner of the, of the Dallas Cowboys. The way that he was celebrating today when uh, when Castro Vili scored the goal, like shaking everyone's hand in the luxury box, like walking around. I thought, I thought you meant the way that the Jerry way, Jones was celebrating Castro Vili's goal. I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> the way that he, the way that he, he basically, Comiso thinks that he makes like the the footballing moves. You know, just really reminds me of uh, Jerry, old Jerry down in Dallas. That's a very that's, that's a very local reference. I want to shout out our listeners. Oh, local. Um, well, it's, it's a little local. I want to shout out our listeners. It's a, co- it's a continental reference. Bro. Well, listen, I, I, the, 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 I'm going to check the statistics here. and The numbers are in. Uh, just a quick shout out to our listeners worldwide. We got, uh, we got fans in the United Kingdom. We have people NFL's in global. Italy. The NFL's global. We have people listening to us in Germany, Norway, the Russian Federation, Australia, you crazy cunts, Iceland, Estonia, among others. I don't know if the Estonians know a whole lot about Jerry Jones, but I think you provided some pretty good context there. I'm, I'm not mad at that reference, but yeah, Fiorentina off to a great start. Ale is, Ale is rock hard right now. Napoli, 2-0 over Parma. Um, goals from Insigne and Mertens. Shout out to our boy, Andrea Petagna, making his first start for the, uh, for the first team. Osimhen also playing in that game. Had a pretty good game um, in, uh, in, in the build-up to the goals. Uh, little little Luigi, Seppe, Luigi Seppe derby there. Um, <laughs> and uh and uh yeah also um first uh first game under the uh Kyle Kraus era at uh, at Parma I got to say we we kind of glanced over it last week but I'm really interested to see what happens here um, well it became a fi- it became official the right like the day that yeah. we we dropped the episode so so, so uh, information was, was about information about the man kind of was coming out like in, in the following days but apparently uh, Iowa based Iowa based Kraus group Correct. His, Correct. His and, company. And, and, and apparently, and apparently he's actually been involved in football for about 20 years, I think, um, at, at the lower levels, I think in the U S and he owns a team in Des Moines, Iowa. Apparently it's one of his dream. It's been one of his dreams to buy a team in city. And he seems really humble. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, he also claimed he's an Italian American and a lot of the, a lot of the on their high horse, uh, Kraus, Kraus. That sounds, sounds very, very well, Italian. He's got a very mid, he's got a very Midwestern accent and the on their high horse, New York, Amer- New York, Italians, uh, the New York fourth generation Italians were, were, were saying, what an embarrassment. He can't even say calcio. He says calcio. You know, fuck off, man. Give the guy a chance. 
And uh, I, I completely agree. Yeah. So 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 let's see. I just hope. I mean, the poor guy. Like he in his presentation video. By the way, like fucking his presentation. His present not his presentation, but his his, his kind of first. Um, he he looked like he mask. did three lines of cocaine and then well, he well, no, let, well, no, he let no, 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 no. Yes, he did. He no. didn't blink once. He was so excited and happy. I was gonna I was gonna say that he looked a bit like a deer caught in the headlights. I was <laughs> like, you know what? This poor guy looks so. I'm sure he's a smart guy, but I really hope he knows what he got into because he looks like a guy whose innocence might get ripped to shreds like <laughs> real soon when he realizes all the fucking, I think, I think we he was just laser focused. Dude, he was dude, laser dude. focused. And the, the best part was it was on like, it was on like a white wall. It looked like it yeah. could have been a hostage situation in like, in like <laughs> Afghanistan. But um, like, yo, one week in Italy and, and we have, we have, uh, we, we have a team forfeiting a game Due to uh, due to administrative errors and a pot in a possible inside job, uh, speaking yeah. of terrorism and um, no conspiracies this pod, but yeah, and uh, and uh, a scandal involving the Guardia di Finanza and the in the acquisition of a, uh, of, a, of, a of of an Italian passport. So he's probably like week one. I mean, he, he claims to know a lot about Serie A, and he, I think apparently he was even a Juve fan before. So if he was following the league. He should be privy to this shit, but I don't know. That's not the vibe. I, I don't know if I don't know if anyone's privy to to, to see what happened this weekend. To be honest, well, so 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 uh, so let's let's get to our hero and thrones over the week here, um, because uh, I mean, what a fucking day it was. As we said, I mean, it really feels like we're back now. Like like today, yeah, not only yeah. did we have games, I was like, all right, the news is flying in here. It, it's fucking go time. We have a lot to pot on tonight, and uh, and I mean, what a what a what a better place to start than. Uh, then uh, a nice, a nice couple of only in Italy moments that will cross over with our hero and thrones over the week section here. Um, do you want to go first? Who's your hero? Who's your hero? Yeah, my hero of the week is Goran, then we'll get to the good stuff. Pa- Goran Pandev, the uh, the the poor man's Ibrahimovic at 37 years old, still scoring, <laughs> still scoring beauty goals. He uh, he scored in. Genoa, I believe they won, was it 4-1 against Crotone? Champions League uh, winner, got a lot of money, refuses the hair transplant. He's rocking the, <laughs> he's rock, he's rocking the Sandantoin on his head still oh, and, the para, and the pair of balls. Just, um, shave, just shave it off. But first of all, thrown, thrown into the fire, Crotone getting smacked 4-1 by Genoa. But uh, go ahead. Crotone are top, excuse me, Genoa are top of the table, baby. <laughs> they are, they are. No lies here, but... Goran Pandev scored an absolutely insane goal where he was the first. I don't know what was going on with Crotone's backline, but they were pressing so far up the. They're pressing so far up the pitch. Let me paint a picture for you. They're pressing so far up the pitch that Goran Pandev was able to run on a breakaway free for like ten seconds for like five for like five. To seven but to be fair, seconds. he doesn't. He can't run that fast, so it could have been like. That, that's my point. That's my point. That's how far they were pressing up the pitch. Like okay, he was, so he's running, running for like five, seven seconds, slows down, fake shots, and then elegantly chips. I guess it's, I guess it was Cranio on that for Crotone. I'm not sure. No, 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 Cordaz, no, Cordaz, no Cordaz, you're, you're, Cordaz, you're mistaken for the legend Cordaz with the wrong with the blonde, with the blonde, with the blonde mohawk. With the mohawk, Cranio's yeah. on Cagliari. Yeah, but a beautiful. I can't believe that guy's man. still around. That's unreal. Okay, and anyway. a beautiful goal. And then I wanted to, same game, uh, honorable mention uh, to Mattia Destro, who scored uh, on the, in the sixth minute. You could just end it there. Mattia Destro, no. who scored. Yeah. 
No, he scored and had a had a pretty good game. He created a couple. But you could have just ended it there, Matias Destro, who scored. That's period. It. There, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's all. Um, one, 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 um, uh, one, one for the one for the collection. It's collectors. You got to check there. out that for the. You got to check out that Pandev goal for those of you who didn't see. Like insane, insane. Goal. Well, I don't know, man. There are now rumors that uh, Mario Balotelli is gonna get just one last chance, bro. That's all he needs. One last chance. Last chance, you. Uh, <laughs> how many, bro? If Mario Balotelli was on Last Chance University. I mean, like he he'd be on nah, like, he'd, he'd, he'd be on rejected. season he'd be on like season four, bro. He'd be, he'd be like the 20, yeah, he'd, or five. Even. He'd be he'd be he'd be he'd be like he'd be like the twenty five year old guy that's still in university playing his trade in NCAA. Um, I, I don't see why. Jack, the, I don't I I don't know how real that is. Is he gonna is, get man. into this team, man? I mean, uh, we we you got you got Panda and Destro who are uh, who are, who are ter- who are tearing up the likes of Crotone, man. I don't know. That's that's some hot competition. Right that's there. crazy. Fair, how, how does a guy like Panda only in the Serie? A, like Rod, Rodrigo Palacio was still playing this weekend for both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like 38, 39. Fa- the Fabio Fabio Yeah, and Cagliarella too. 30, 37. Fuck, and Zlatan Bro, it's, 38, it's, that, it's that it's that kind of league, baby. I mean, yeah, Borja Valero, after having two whole careers in Serie A, was just re-signed by, uh, by uh, Fiorentina last week, was re-signed. And Arturo Vidal was re-signed by, uh, by um, well, not, excuse me, not re-signed, well, re-signed by Antonio Conte, signed by Inter officially today, finally announced, went through. Yeah. Yeah. Running Kolarov last week. I mean, it's, yeah, man, it's, 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 a, it's a great league to be an old man in. For sure, Borja, Borja Valero looks like ill. Like that's how old he is. He just looks sickly. He, yeah, he looks like a less healthy uh, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Pepe Arena is a little more full. To be fair, yeah, Pepe, yeah. Pepe Arena's Pepe another, healthy. Pepe Arena's Pepe another. Healthy. He's another. Di- he's another dinosaur uh, in, in in City. Yeah, right there. I, I can Love see that. See guy, I can see that guy in Rome. I think he's gonna have a great time. He's gonna eat a lot of carbonara and cacio e pepe. He, he he looks like he's a hearty eater. Well, bro, he's he's, he's been in, it, he's been in Italy for a long time now. He's basically an adopted Italian. Yeah, but point. I I really I really get that vibe from. It. Yeah, to be fair, I mean he's yeah he's, he's used to the southern cuisine from from his time yeah. at Napoli. But yeah. yeah 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 I I don't know I I get I get the vibe from him that he that he that he probably like like loves chorizo you know like 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 when like like when he's in spain he loves he loves he loves like camarones he loves shrimp and he loves a big ass camarones are shrimp yeah yeah i was, uh, I was translating translating okay, for, okay. Uh, for the people that aren't for, of, for the uh, non-spanish speakers out for, there for, for those who aren't of of um who you know who aren't from a a, a cosmopolitan city who aren't as cosmopolitan as us but um Anyway, yeah, so Balotelli, I mean, to be fair, uh, Pinamonti did get sold back to Inter. Good little young acquisition for them, but, I mean, a little bit of, weird, a little bit of a weird one because it's a yeah, acquisition for them. I mean, yeah, they, they sold them to Genoa and are getting them back. Kind of a weird one, like Kian allegedly being rumored to be coming back to Juve now. One of the last yeah. few transfers that we'll be looking to secure. But uh, I digress. There is a void there, so maybe Balotelli can go there. But, uh, you, you know. Watch, watch this be the year. Watch him actually go back no. there now, and and yeah, but like literally, no one expects anything now because now all the quote unquote last chance talk is met with like, you know, yeah, it's, I it's guess met with like cynicism. Maybe, maybe put it that way. Maybe, maybe way. No pressure. Maybe there really won't be any pressure. Maybe I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, them getting Luca Pellegrini on loan apparently from Juve could be a good signing for them too. So, uh, oh, yeah. definitely good for Genoa. My hero of the week is Benevento, who are in the top half of the table. They're in tenth place. Good on you, Benevento. Killing it. Don't bother checking, Nick. Uh, don't. Just, Good form. Don't don't bother checking the table. No, just 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 it's 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 Tuesday again. It's Tuesday, September twenty second. Don't look at how many games were played. Just they're 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 one. They're one hundred percent. They just have to. They just have to. They they have not conceded any goals. They're one hundred percent. Not lost any games. Uh, they they yeah they have they have not not they're undefeated. Won 
They are undefeated and they're in the top half of the table. They just have to continue that form. And uh, Pipo Inzaghi uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be in, in, in fine shape uh, come, uh, come May. Same energy, Benevento, keep it up. Okay, uh, Stronzi of the week. Um, I think I know who we're going with here. You'll take one, I'll take the other. Because this is like, these are gimmicks. Yeah. They're both only in Italy moments. Um, <laughs> yeah. which, which, pick your poison. You go first. Uh, I'll, go with the, I'll go with the administrative error in the, uh, in the Roma match. That saw Roma, who tied 0-0 with uh, Hellas Verona. Which, a game which I match. had the unfortunate fortune, which I had the port, excuse me, which I, which I had the port, which I had the poor fortune to have uh, watched. I, I bet the under in that game. I was, I was, I was happy. I was actually the first thing. First thing I was wondering when I when I, the first, I was almost panicked, and I was like, "Is this me and my bets going to get rescinded after a three nil administrative error?" But no, no, they're not going to. They're not. Gonna what you do is you that. cash it out. You cash it out right after yeah, the game no, before they before they can. Before they, before they, can, I mean, what, what are you, you're gonna, you're gonna have the, you're gonna have the, uh, you're gonna have the bookie come and banging on your door and asking for fifty bucks back. But yeah, so what what happened was, um, so in the Serie A, when you have players who are the who are U twenty one, I believe. If you played uh, football manager, you'll know this rule. Uh, yeah, exactly. I believe it's under twenty two. Exactly. Under twenty two. Uh, no, I think it's U twenty one. You have to be under. Uh, I think it's no, I, 22 years old at the time of no no, no, so no 21 over over, yeah. over 22s right so it's a U21 so it's U21s uh, anyway it doesn't matter uh, U21 or U22 okay whatever th- those players at the, not at the point that the season begins at the point that the yeah. season begins yeah. well there's 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 many registration periods but yeah so uh, you you do not need to be registered to play to whatever to be in the in the 25 man squad when you're U21 or 22. Which is uh, huge player. when you have large squads like Inter exactly. or uh, Juve, and you want to bring in young kids. Exactly, and have a large squad. Um, yeah. So, so when 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 these when these squad rules are broken, right? Th- this is what leads to administrative errors. When you know a U twenty two player is not registered as a U twenty two player, and blah blah blah, whatever. So Amadou Diawara played in this game, right? He but he born was born in 97. He is 20. born in 97. He is, he is not exactly, he is not a part of this uh, eligible or I guess like, eligible to be left off of the 25 man roster. Played the game, led to an administrative error. Roma loses 3 0 against Hellas Verona. Uh, fucking classic. I like, I, like, I, I never here's, really. Here's, I, here's the thing. I, you can't predict this stuff, man. This is just like this Here's, is the stuff that that makes the game like. There, there, there's a twist. This and is turn. what makes soccer soccer, and especially in in, in Italy, right? And it's what makes football, it's what makes it's, football, it's, it's what makes football calcio. The fucking is what it is. Insanity. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's another twist and turn here. Okay, that that kind of like late development kind of came out uh, later in the afternoon today, or later in the evening in Italy. Um. So the gentleman allegedly. At fault for the air, was named Pantaleo Longo. He is, <laughs> yeah, he, he is an administrator at Roma. He is an administrator. He is, uh, according to um, this journalist here, uh, clamoroso Pantaleo Longo, dirigente della Roma. He, I don't know. He's a director, probably in charge of some administrative tasks. Um, now, to clarify, the official rendering was that. So, considerando che la società Roma. So, considering that. Uh, Roma used a footballer not registered among their 25-man um, roster. Yep. The game against Hellas Verona. Um, ba, 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 and the fact that um, they registered him as 
that they registered Diawara as an under-22 player, when in fact he's 23 years old. We will uh, be rescinding the result and we will be awarding Hellas Verona a 3-0 win by forfeit. Um, So Roma forfeited the game 3-0. I never understood why 3-0 was the default forfeit. Um, It is at like all levels of football, really. Because you want to punish them, I guess, on the goal differential too. So, so Hellas Verona are like um, are up there atop the table now because of their th- plus three goal difference, uh, despite having scored no goals nor conceded any goals. But here's the thing. So I know, I know, I, digress. I know what you're, I know what you're so, getting through. So this I digress. So, the twist, <laughs> so this is an inside job, man, hundred percent. Pantaleo Longo, shamed Roma dirigente, shamed director, following his embarrassing blunder. Submitted his resignation. He cost the team three points, you know, cost them a win, cost them one. Well, he actually cost them one point um, in the table. One point, yeah. Yeah, grand scheme of things, uh, you know, um, you know, it, it, a loss could be, could be worth, uh, you know, cash um, in the grand, the grand scheme of things um, in terms of how much you pay players to score goals per goal to win. So, so he was embarrassed. He said, that's it. This is inexcusable. I resign. He is apparently likely to join Hellas Verona. As I, I, I can't believe this. After <laughs> submitting resignation due to Diawara error, Pantaleo Longo likely to join Hellas Verona, reports John Solano of Roma Press. Uh, first, I mean, can we incredible. say... Incredible. Inside first, job. Inside first, job. First, what a name. What a name on this guy. Pantaleo. What, how, what do you, how do you translate that in English? What even is that? <laughs> Pantaleo Longo, like what kind of like well, epic name, but bro, like Pantaleminus, Pantalus. I don't know. Strikes me as a very very Patella tendon. It's a very it's a very Roman name. But anyway, yeah, apparently unreal, unreal. Like like in what world? What's his role exactly? He was a he was a director. They just said dirigente, so it's 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 what it is, man. Um, it just un, unreal stuff. I mean, only in Italy moment, Anastrons over the week of all time. Uh, but you know, in in some ways, it's it's he's kind of a hero, man, for this shameless like like this is very clearly. Listen, Hellas Verona have a, approach approach this guy. Say, listen, we wanna we wanna take you on. Uh, we'll give you a greater role in the club. Okay, sure, no problem. I'll do it. Um, well, before you do, since we're, we're playing you in the first, you know, the first game of the season, it's very convenient. Why don't you, you know, throw us a bone? And, and sure enough, he, 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 uh, he obliged. It's very, like, like this is so clearly, I'd, I'd, be sh- I'd be shocked if an investigation doesn't ensue. Yeah, like, it caught, yeah, I know. Like, just it, like, it's, it's just like, it, it, how can they think, like, they could get away with, like, how can this guy, like. How convenient. Re- how convenient. <laughs> just resign and be like like no one's gonna no one's gonna speculate what, about anything no one's only, gonna speculate well, the, about, think anything. about it the only team that would hire him right is probably them hell has been on it because it benefited them right but but even then i mean you're still like if it's a real genuine mistake then i mean how low is the bar at hell has been on it to get higher there because if like no other team <laughs> will touch him I, anyway i digress um okay my thrones of the week is uh speaking of investigations is uh, I'll give, who do I give it to? Who's the see that this is the thing? It's unclear who's at fault here, but I'll give it to Swan, the, Suarez is obviously partially I'll, at I'll, fault. I'll give it. I'll give. I'll give the thrones of the week to Luis Suarez. I'll give it to Luis Suarez with a with a special nod to the uh, good people at 
all'università degli uh, I don't know if it's l'università degli emigranti Perugia. di Perugia. Per, per, Perugia yeah. Or it could just be l'università di Perugia. I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's the University um, of Perugia. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, real context, context here. Last week, last week I called this I called this on the pod late last week. I said uh yeah, really weird story. Apparently, Momblano's reporting that Luis Suarez is appearing in Perugia tomorrow to take his Italian exam. Or he appeared in Perugia today to take his Italian exam. Hey, he, na- he his, nailed that. His he B1 nailed certifi- that. In order to he get his B1 it. certification to get Italian citizenship. But Momblano like, nailed that, nailed that did. fucking inside scoop. But, but right as, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this, this feels off. This feels weird. Like, why is he in Perugia? Why is he eligible for Italian citizenship? Why does he need to take a language test? And, and how does it make sense of this guy that has no affiliation to Italy whatsoever? Like this guy who needs a Euro passport. His wife, just, I believe, right? Well, oh, yes. But, but how, how, how could it be that this guy who, who, who just needs a Euro passport decides to arbitrarily go to one country and just where he's barely ever set foot in except to play a couple of games and, and, and take it? So it, felt all, it, it all felt a little bit off to me. I fucking called it. I called it. I said, this is weird. It's random. Anyway, moving on. Well, it turns out something fishy was going on. And the sound, I mean, the quotes from this, from oh, this so many are so good. So let's, let's get started. Now, the real issue, apparently, the allegation against l'Università di Perugia is that they are meant to be an... An, an arbitrary, a neutral um, um, examiner on Italian proficiency, something which is necessary, something which is necessary um, to, to, to evaluate in order to get Italian citizenship in certain cases. The reason Suarez was getting his citizenship or trying to get his citizenship was because uh, he has no EU passport, despite the, despite the fact he's been living in Italy for like, uh, excuse me, living in Europe for 15 years, and Juve have no more non-EU spots available. Now, Juve were trying to get him in on a transfer, so they looked into what legally were the options available, and they tried to arrange for him to get an Italian passport on the basis that his wife has Italian ancestors somehow. So, <laughs> I mean, if this, isn't, if this isn't a damning indictment on Italian, uh, you know, naturalization law, I don't know what is. But, again, not the point. The point is, some of the most incredible, I mean, some of the most incredible quotes you will ever hear came out of this, uh, came out of this, uh, this, this whole brouhaha. So I'll go, I'll go, I'll go to the goat here. Fabrizio um, uh, uh, Romano came out yesterday evening and dropped a bomba claiming that apparently Luis Suarez took the exam last week and there were wiretaps. There were wiretaps <laughs> which picked up some rather, some rather um, suspect conversations that, that, that went on between, uh, between Suarez and the evaluators. Okay, can so, I, here first go. interjection, okay, first interjection. Why, like, why is this Italian exam getting wiretapped? I don't know. Like, were, so were they tipped, was someone tipped off before this was going to occur? That's, a, that's the first thing I had questioned. Why is the university being wiretapped? During like, which are supposedly routine well. Think about it, buddy. This guy who has never lived in Italy ever and was no proficiency on the Italian language like, has an exam set exactly. up, but has an exam set up by Juventus. Do you <laughs> not? And Juve, Juve probably you know gives him a wink and says, "Okay, this guy needs a citizenship." 
he's going to be coming to take his exam. Take good care it's of just, him. It's now, so funny. Though. So, so I don't want to, I don't want to fuck this up. I thought I had the quote here, but I actually lost it. So I'm going to pull it up right now. And, yeah. Well, uh, I, I think, I think so, one of the, one of the, oh, you found, did you find it? I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up here. Okay, yeah, so, so uh, the, I think one of the funnier things that I read was the fact that it's supposed to be a neutral evaluation zone. And apparently the like invigilators were taking selfies with them and, and so, having like, so, like so little I, so I, got it, I got it here. I got it here. So big issue. There have been quote unquote irregularities in the test of Luis Suarez for Italian exam in the university in the university of Perugia quote Suarez got questions in advance. He had the passport by cheating according to preliminary investigators. Meanwhile, he's waiting to join Atletico Madrid. Romano continues, more from the wiretaps about the Luis Suarez exam story. Quote, yeah, I got to compose myself here. He does not speak a word of Italian. He does not conjugate verbs. <laughs> he only speaks using the imperative. If journalists would ask him questions, he'd be lost. He earns 10 million euro a year. He needs to pass this exam. Give him the, give him the grade. Um, further, further, further quotes, further quotes. Um, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. The lead investigator in this case, the lead investigator, uh, at the Guardia di Finanza is named another all time first name. Italian police Colonel Salvaggio Sarri has revealed Juventus set up the citizenship test for Luis Suarez, but are not under investigation. The investigation uh, is, um, is, um, is being, um, is being conducted on the university of Perugia. He finished the interview by categorically denying that he is related to Maurizio Sarri. <laughs> it, it, I love how he's like, he categorically denied <laughs> that he is related to Maurizio Sarri. But he's not related. Yeah. That's the, that's oh the one thing he was wor- most worried about, bro. There's so many quotes in this. And then I think another one, for me, one of like the cherries on top of the salt was apparently apparently it was a one hour exam, right? And a two hour exam. Apparently, he was done in thirty exam. minutes. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. And they were taking like, selfies with him. They were taking <laughs> selfies with him. Apparently, so yeah. So so. Uh, like, how it just but it just goes to show what people think they could get away with and, and here's like, the, not get a every every little like they didn't even try to hide. They didn't try to hide anything. Correct. Like nothing. Correct. And, and, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, um, it's, it's, what's, it's, it's amazing because they, they, um, they have apparent, they apparently were already under investigation for a little, for, for sus behavior. So Salvador Josari continued that apparently they had been looking into the Universidad di Perugia since the, uh, since the month of February, 2020. Um, so, so yeah, it just so happens that Suarez took his exam there, but yeah, apparently they have been engaging in non-transparent activities. Uh, so he, he was quoted as saying, Saturday, the, the chief investigator, we found ourselves in this situation where we were asked by a Serie A team to have Suarez take the exam. Da, 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 da. Um, so the problems arose when we were faced with a person, Luis Suarez, who had no knowledge of Italian. Uh, formerly, he had achieved an intermediate level of knowledge, but we found out that this was predetermined. There was no outside pressure. This was made by the initiative of people who work at the, uni- at the University of Perugia who left themselves to be charmed by someone like him. They left themselves to be charmed. And apparently some further quotes, even more damning ones said, I don't fucking care who he is. He, he's going to pass. He has to pass. He makes, 20, he, he makes 10 million euro a year. He has to pass. Pass him. This was heard. People heard it. 
So just so unreal. Bad. I mean, as if they thought they could get away with it. I mean, there are yeah. videos of him turning up at the university, and they're just people like kind of all, all you know, all around, all around. Like, all around they're the not entrance, even, like, tra- they're not even trying to. Yeah, they're not even. This wasn't trying even low key. They said they're, he has, to, he has to get his B one. So yeah, just just incre- an incredible story, an incredible story overall from start to finish. And we're off to the races. And uh, yeah, it doesn't even doesn't even does doesn't even technically involve any Italian clubs. So. Uh, yeah, no. they're uh, so the the, the financial Unreal police story. are moving. Yeah, so the financial police are moving forward to capture the documents uh, at the university offices. They will verify the actions described beforehand and notify the information assurances for the crimes of revelation of professional secrecy, false representation committed by public officials, unofficial documents, and other. So, not clear if Suarez himself could face a punishment, but. Uh, I hope he does because it's it's another in a slew of of uh, of of, uh, of stupid incidents that he's gotten himself into, and I'm all for it. So um, yeah, man, just uh, unreal stuff. Now, um, kind of drama, you love it. You just gotta love it. You have to love it. Uh, so before we cut away, um, a couple of quick fire, uh, quick fire, like little pieces of uh, news observations before we get to our five aside of the week. Um, Davide Jovinella is on Instagram. He has accepted our follow, aka Davide Montana. He is signed to a fifth division club, I think, in uh, Campania. We have been blowing up his DMs, asking him to come on the pod. He's been liking our messages. Um, still no indication if he will come on. He may be a little intimidated by the whole English thing, but yeah, uh, still, ho- so. still hoping he comes on. I mean, to be fair, if he Anyone comes did. on, yeah, you know, if he comes on, if he does come on, I mean, that would be like we could stop the podcast. Like, I would be happy. Like, it would just be fucking unreal. Like, first, Life first, would come full circle. First Life month of really doing the podcast, we talked about this guy. We were like, who the fuck is it? And that was kind of when the podcast took a turn toward, like, you know, took a turn from, like, trying to be experts toward us kind of just reporting on the things that we actually enjoy and are entertained by. Us. Yeah. And I, I think that would be, like, the, mo- the, the interview where we would be, where we'd be, where we would most be able to be ourselves. Hoping it yep. happens, putting it out in the universe. Um, Danilo D'Ambrosio has opened a restaurant in Milan. Um, not really news to most people, but I fucking, I, I mean, it's, apparently people are calling it the best restaurant in Milan. It's called Cavo di Tradizioni. Every single player under the sun is attending that restaurant. Now, what happens if you're a Milan player and you go to that restaurant? Are you, like, not allowed to go there? Like, is that the kind of thing these days? No, I think they probably have, the, no, it's not like. Uh, Danilo D'Ambro- by the way, Danilo D'Ambrosio is living some, my life. There's some mutual respect there. There's some yeah. mutual respect. Danilo D'Ambrosio is living my life as a footballer. He's like, if I were a footballer, I would do everything he's fucking doing. The tailor, the, like the, 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 the fucking tailored clothes, uh, our, our, our significant others look similar. He, he, uh, he, and he opened a restaurant, which is like, if you, if you had a lot of money, what would you do? What would be, what would be your kind of like passion project? Would you open a restaurant? I think I might. Um, I, either a restaurant or a cafe. I would be probably leaning more towards a cafe. I'm not going to lie. I think like a, a nice, ta- you know, vibing cafe. I was talking with, I was talking with, 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 with the missus about this, and she said she do cafe and ristorante. Maybe that could be a future initiative of the cultural podcast, guys. You'd run the cafe. I could so see you being the Java guy. You're a big. You're I a big. You're a big. You're a I'll big be behind the bar guy. all week. I'll be behind the bar twelve hours a you're day. A hu- you're we'll, a huge we'll coffee guy. Cultural making coffee. Let's do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Other quick, quick, quick news. Atalanta are still making secure, like n- nice little, nice little kind of, you know, uh, low key, probably not too risky, secure-ish transfers that continue to intrigue me. They have signed um, a left back from Girona. Um, his name is evading me. 
is um, is Johan uh, Mojica. He has, he has been kept by Colombia about 10 times. Yeah, man, uh, probably to replace Castagna. Uh, watch out for this guy. What, anyone that Atalanta recruits now, I automatically just think watch out for him. Just yeah, watch out. Just fucking watch out for him. They've also recruited this younger guy named Sam Lammers from uh, PSV. Oh, PSV, yeah. Yeah, I yeah he's, he's a forward. He went out on loan to another, uh, another, um, another Eredivisie club. Um, so, little little depth at the forward position. Maybe if Eli Chutz can't kind of come out and complete the season. Look for Atalanta to kind of continue their format. If these new guys, because every time they get a new recruit, he fucking tears it up. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think if these couple of guys do end up coming through and actually like impressing uh, as, as Atalanta continue to have big success, um, I have them as probably the best recruitment team in all of Europe. Uh, and last one, last, last quick fire news here. What the fuck happened to Roberto D'Aversa? I know we talked about Parma. They, uh, we kind of glanced over this, but they appointed Fabio Liberani as coach. Apparently, yep. we, we missed this news. Roberto D'Aversa stepped down or was fired? I don't know if he stepped down. Uh, I, think it was like a, I think it was almost mutual, I believe. Did you, see, well, did you see the reasons as to why he stepped down? He yeah, said apparently there just was really just they just weren't like, seeing eye to eye on like cultural thing. Like, like I think I had read that one of the directors, or I don't know who in the upper board was saying that the dynamic was lost and uh, the, how like, poetic the chemistry. Like, the chemistry wasn't there, and they, the locker room was off, and just that's very, a breakup. That's a breakup. Yeah, that's, that sounds very. Much. Romantic, I, I wonder romantic, how. Right? I, wonder how that happened. Well, he's yeah. been he's been there since Serie C. He he took them up. I know that's what shocked me the most. Yep. And and two full seasons in Serie A and actually and had playing decent well. football. Had yeah. them playing well. So so Liberan, he's a I mean he's he's a little bit more of an ideologue. He's, he's a very stubborn one at that. He, I mean he's to be honest. I, I'm not gonna proclaim, I'm not gonna be such a snob that I proclaim to know how he fucking plays. All I know is yeah, he exactly. really he was really apparently he was really um like dead set in his ways and it got his team relegated but apparently like he was brave enough to try to play a certain brand of football so you know yeah. good for, good for them if that's the vision going forward but i found it really weird yeah so, so he apparently he was sacked back in the month of august exactly a month ago um as you said because of like so so the uh, the quote here is as a result of the fact that over the last few weeks the cohesion unity of intent harmony and mutual enthusiasm um for the project have which have been so key to the successes achieved together over the last few years have disappeared it's just sketch. It's basically telling us, like, using so many words to tell us nothing. Like, we still we don't know why, but nothing can erase the unforgettable achievements engraved into the club's history. Thanks to the coach and his coaching team's fundamental contribution, uh, the club expresses gratitude for everything over the past few years. Best of luck. I don't know. I've never heard of a sacking uh, sound like more of a breakup. Thought it was worth tipping our hat to. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Nick, let's uh, let's cut away to our five aside. And uh, yeah, listeners, by the side of the worst ever signings, let's go. It's the five aside of worst signings uh, in Serie A uh, slash in Calcio. So, you know, an Italian player, an Italian player involved in a transfer abroad or a transfer to a team abroad or from a team abroad, doesn't matter. As long as there's yeah. an Italian connection. Uh, it qualifies. So, um, again, these aren't necessarily objectively the five worst transfers ever, but they are the five worst transfers that we could think of. And we're going to argue each point. Um, hopefully we have little to no crossover because I think I have four of them actually laid out now and I don't know who my fifth one is going to be. I'm going to have to come up with it on the go here. 
because uh, I realized that the guy I wanted as my fifth one doesn't actually is is just yeah it's, it's just fucking garbage. So uh, I'm gonna let you go first in hopes that I have some kind of divine inspiration here and can come up with a fifth one. Who's starting in goal for you? Um, yeah, starting in goal for me is uh, Leonardo Bonucci transferring to Milan. Uh, this one obviously holds a, a big piece of my heart for all the wrong reasons. So in that aspect, it may not be objective, but it, when you do take the step back and, and assess everything that went down in between, you know, the, 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 the off the field tensions and the actual on field performance and the, the fee that was paid, it's, it's really hard not to, uh, to objectively say that this, this may be one of the weirdest and worst transfers that may have happened in the last 10 years, you know, signing with the, with AC Milan uh, in that, you know, big uh, revolutionary uh, transfer market fiasco. In 2017. Club, in 2017, where the club spent 248 million euro. And I actually looked the other day and I believe only two players now feature, the pro feature prominently in the squad and it's uh, Channel Blue and Kessie. But, uh, but yeah, bro, transferring for 42 million euro, uh, leaving the club in the next year, playing absolutely terrible all year. Uh, you know, the infamous, uh, you know, uh, play that I've said so many times on here and even as of very recently, uh, sliding, making a sliding challenge in front of the net to stop the ball from going in only for it to slide in between his legs as he's, as, as he was on the ground in a Europa League game. Now, um, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Milan 27. Just brutal Not everywhere. All around. Just all around brutal. Uh, Milan, Milan fans hate him. Juve fans still don't love him. Uh, said some really stupid things. Along the way, the only the only redeeming thing about him uh, that I have to say, and that I'm a willing enough and a big enough of a man to say, was uh, Donnarumma actually said in an interview recently that Bonucci helped him a lot when he was uh, going through those hard times with the uh, with the fans regarding uh, you know the like contract disputes and whatnot. So uh, can't can't fault him there, but uh, everything else uh, between the money paid, uh, how fast it happened, just weird and. Uh, it didn't really make and the sense. The fact that he was gone after a year, so much came with so much promise, and then the fact that he just left after a year. Uh, Wasn't he your captain that one year too? And but, he was the captain. But yes, but like, the the, the, but the thing here's the thing. I I knew there were going to be at least I knew there was going to be at least one signing from the Milan 2017 transfer window. Um, I, I almost wonder. For sure. I almost I was going to say I almost wonder if I should just limit you to one because there are so many good ones there. It would almost be too easy. No, I only you, took one. It, that's the only one I took. Because 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 like Ricardo Rodriguez is probably another one that you could have argued. No, but, but it's not whatever. It's not worth like you, you know. You could make you could create a five a side of worst. worst Milan transfers. Period. Well, we, yeah, we could do Definitely. that just in a lot. We could do that just in that year probably, but. Um, yeah, what a what a what a brutal signing that was all around. I'll start off in goal with uh, Juan Manuel Iturbe to Roma, Roma in yeah. twenty in twenty fourteen. Um, yeah. The 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 Paraguayan Argentine international, excuse excuse me, the the the, the Argentine Paraguayan Paraguayan international who uh, was I think he was featuring in the Paraguay national team for already like five years. When he, when he joined Roma, he was like a fucking wonder kid. I think he'd been in there. I think he, he came through in, in South America when he was like 16. Um, um, even even might have played it. I think he played a senior game when he was, when he was like, I mean, this is a really random side, but I think, I think he even played a senior game for some random ass club in like Paraguay or Argentina 
when he was like an even younger teenager. Okay. This guy came in incredibly hot. Um, currently it's 2020 again, September 17th. He's made 12 appearances for Paraguay. He's currently at Pachuca in Mexico. He's, uh, he's gone to Mexico uh, three years ago, and he has not come back. He hasn't looked back. He's played for Tijuana. He's played for Unam, and he's played now for Pachuca. Uh, safe to say it did not work out for him at Roma. He had a couple of loan spells away uh, in England and to Torino, and he scored three goals for the club. Now, obviously, you know, whatever. You, 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 you try to bring in transfers from, 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 from other clubs. Uh, within within Italy often, but this was like the context here is important. This was a transfer that was done in 2014 for 22 million euro, and 22 million euro, bear in mind, back in 2014 for a team like Roma was not insignificant. That was like your big signing, okay, a couple of years ago. And again, three goals for the club, three goals for the club, and Roma. I remember we're so excited about having uh, about having acquired this guy because he. Iturbe was like one of the key reasons why Conte left uh, Juve. We all remember that quote. You can't eat in a hundred euro restaurant with a 10 euro. No, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, apparently he went off the deep end when Marotta wouldn't sign Iturbe for 25 million euro. And he said, fuck it. Fuck this. That's it. I'm out. And he went to the Italian national team. So kind of funny how we're just talking about, I know we're just talking about Conte's, Conte's weird, like transfer, transfer fetishes. It was actually the, it was actually the title of our last podcast. Conte's fetish, um, but yeah, like just, just the fact that the fact that he went to Roma for twenty two million euro, and I remember I was pissed. I was so mad, and he he barely played more than a season's worth of games for them, um, and uh, and is now rotting away in Mexico. He's twenty seven years old, you know, still a pro footballer, doing 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 his thing, you know, good for him, but definitely not what was expected of him. No, definitely not. Uh, I remember, I remember all the hype around the uh, around the tour bay as well, and uh, you know, just it, it, you know, so many South American players. It's 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 whatever. I know it's like a stereotype, but so many South American players, they uh, you know, they get scouted overseas and they come to Europe, and it's just for whatever reason, the talents just don't transfer. I don't know if it's the but again, it's not he, a, he was not doing a good well social at, fit. You know, but he had done know. well at Verona the year before. He had done well at Verona the year before. And he was even like he was even playing in, in, in Portugal a little bit. Like it wasn't it wasn't like Roma were his first team in Europe, but for whatever reason it didn't quite work out. Um, and 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 yeah, I mean, with, with, within within two years he was being he was being loaned to Bournemouth, and I think he 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 his, his European career basically died there. So right, okay. So I'm gonna go your center back. My, yeah, my second pick. I'm gonna go. With uh, I'm gonna go with Jeffrey Condogbia, the uh, former French. He was he was I think he played five caps for the French national team. Now plays for Central African Republic, which uh, I'll be fully honest with you. Which is really, a country. Which is a country. Apparently, yeah, didn't, didn't know that. Apparently, it's a country. Um, I think I think the 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 thing that maybe sums up uh, Kondogbia's career best at Inter was the absolute banger of an own goal that he scored in the International Champions Cup. Yes, uh, where, yes. Where he, where he, I don't know if it was Handanovic or someone else in Nets, where he absolutely dinked his own keeper from 40 yards out on the, probably one of the worst back passes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, 
you you would need a fucking LeBron James playing in Nets to be able to to, to to catch that back pass that he that he gave his keeper because because of how perfectly placed it was. Uh, Kondabia signed for I believe it was forty million at, when it was all said and done. Uh, it was so hyped up coming from Monaco. Uh, you know, almost shades of like back. I guess like shades of like Bakayoko leaving Monaco, going to Chelsea for big money. You know, this big beastly center back. Friend, a center back. Uh, it was center all, yeah, it was. It was all around the same period ish. You know, all within, 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 within those couple of years, yeah. And and you know, he just he did nothing. He 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 really he really did nothing. I believe the last game that he finished, uh, he, that he finished with with Inter, uh, where he got sent off. Uh, he got sent off for like I don't know. I think he was like sarcastically applauding the ref. I was, I was reading earlier today. Uh, got like a two ba- two match ban, and then uh, that summer, uh, or not that summer, the summer after, uh, he went off. He fucked off to Valencia. He went on loan. And, and here's the, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, he's actually had a pretty good career since leaving Inter. In in, in Valencia, yes. Exactly. He, he he did very he did very well before coming to Inter. He came to Inter, stunk, it stunk completely, stunk, and then he left. To Spain, and he's had a fairly good he's had a fairly good spell of a couple of years now. And there were rumors as of last week that he was uh, maybe you know uh, of interest um, to 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 PSG. Um, whether or not it happens, I think is just you know a testament to the fact that he's still he's still a, a, a player that 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 at least today is seen as maybe being able to play at the top echelon of clubs within Europe's top five leagues. Yeah, at Inter, it didn't work out. And the highlight of his time at Inter for me was I remember, I think it was, I think it was like it was a couple of years ago in the winter transfer window, or like after the winter transfer window, kind of with, with a couple months left on his on his Valencia loan. I think he I think he came out to say, I hated Inter so much, it was pure chaos. Yeah, that, I, and, he, and, and, and he said and he said and he said he'd pay his own release clause. His own release meant, clause. Yeah. If it meant he could stay at if it meant he could stay at Valencia, he'd take out he two years ago, bro. That was yeah. That was two that was two years ago. Also, that remind that remind me a shout out to Adil Rami paying his own buyout clause. I think paying like two or three million euros to, to, to go and play for to go play for Milan when he originally transferred shades of that. But uh yeah, he he's he's been performing well at uh, at Valencia since they, they purchased him uh for like I think it was around twenty, probably in the mid twenties, uh, as their as their purchase clause. So but our Inter didn't didn't fully lose their entire investment on him, but fuck, he was he was absolutely terrible. Just definitely in, in didn't work out. Sure. No. Um. Okay, my my starting center half here. I have a couple of forwards, so this this guy plays as a forward, but he'll, he's he's starting at center back for me here. Is Mario Balotelli? However, however, I don't know which transfer to pick because I could say the transfer to Brescia, you know, might have been one of the worst transfers in recent memory, given the fact that he didn't even complete his season. You know, he was a hometown boy. He was meant to be like a homecoming hero. And he was supposed to keep them up in Serie A, link up with Sandro Tonali. It was going to be his big, his big welcome back party to Italy. And it didn't work out. You know, if you give any answer other than Liverpool, you're wrong. So I really hope that's what you're leaning towards. Now, now here's the thing. That's the obvious one. That's the very obvious one. But what about the move to Man City? He won. Now, he, it's, it's weird, okay? Because... He won no, the title. Okay. No, so no, but no, no, no. Now you're just trying to be controversial. No, 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 no. I think, but I don't, I think that, I think that when he, like, he was already, he was already a guy who 
who, let's say, divided opinions when he joined Man City in 2011. And he won... You know, Premier League title there. He won a starting spot with the Italian national team. He became a star He assisted there. Aguero. He assisted I know, I Aguero's know. title I know, winning goal. I know, I know. But I wonder, like, because it's very rare for a player from Italy, or an Italian player, I should say, to go to England. It doesn't happen very often. And when it does, you know, I, 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 it's usually... It doesn't work out. Usually <laughs> it yeah, doesn't it, work it out. doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. So the fact that he went there so young, I wonder if that was good for him in his career. I wonder if he had stayed in Italy, if perhaps, perhaps he might have never kind of dwindled out by the age of 30. So yeah, there were some great moments in there. Winning the fucking title was one of them, but I wonder if maybe he should have never left Inter or if, you know, if, if, if Inter didn't want him anymore and they wanted to cash in on him, I, I wonder if maybe they could have sold him to another Italian club. I wonder, but um, yeah. Other, other, otherwise, the obvious one, the obvious one is the Liverpool transfer because as soon as be. because as soon as that transfer happened, then he wasn't just a crazy guy who scored; he was a crazy guy who was underperforming. Uh, he and- was untouchable. Like, like you know, he when he returned to Milan on loan that year, I believe he went on. I needed I need to double check this here, but I believe he went on. How many years was it? Like. Two or three years where he scored one goal or something like that. Like, I think he, something he might, he might absolutely have, crazy. He might have scored like he might have scored. Yeah, it was it was on, it was on that's a couple horrid. Goals. Like that is that is that's horrid, man. Yeah, and it was the same. It was the same. It was the same. It was the same. It was the same tally more or less as Moise Keane had in his first year at, at, at Everton. And I remember, and the reason I bring it up is because when Moise Keane went to Everton, it was you know easy low hanging fruit. Young young black Italian kid goes to uh, goes to goes to England from. Uh, from one of Italy's top clubs, you know, kind of a troubled-ish um, personality. You know, um, Keane has actually gotten into some hot water since he left Juve. Prior to his transfer, there wasn't actually a ton to be afraid of. But the point is, um, you know, we, we were saying that maybe it could, if it doesn't work out, it could wind up being like a, like a, like a dwindling out of, of, his, of his performances like Balotelli. But... You know, we were quick to point out that Balotelli had a couple of years. He gave a couple of good years before he dwindled out. Whereas Keane, I mean, the transfer came early and, and the performances didn't follow. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, Balotelli to Liverpool, it has to be, but kind of with a little asterisk to the, on, on the fact that I think he probably never should have even joined Man City in retrospect. Uh, but again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, my next one, my next one, my next one, I actually did a little bit of research. And when I say a little bit of research, I say uh, 30 minutes of, of, of some uh, search engines deep and bro, deep uh, very deep. Yeah, exactly. Very uh, studious uh, methods to the madness. Um, I don't even know if I can pronounce this guy's name right. Uh, Gaiska Mendieta. What the Gaiska fuck? Me- Gaiska you have Mendieta. To know, you have to know, you have to know about the transfer. Well, 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 you have to, why don't you, okay. hear, why don't, okay. why don't you okay. hear me out? Why don't you hear me out? Because you probably don't know who this is, but once I don't, I, we get I, into it, you'll, you'll see why maybe you should have, because it's a little bit before our time. But so Gaiska Mendieta uh, transferred to Lazio from Valencia in 2001, at the beginning of the 2001 season. Mm-hmm. He played about 230 appearances for Valencia. He netted uh, 44 goals as a midfielder. Very productive player for Valencia. Um, 
you know, uh, I believe he, he even was named the UEFA Best Midfielder of the Year. Let me, yes, he, he was, can, I can confirm, was okay. named. So we don't know who this guy is because a little bit before our time, but clearly he had somewhat of a pedigree, uh, you know, winning as well as European Midfielder of the Year, which was, uh, I think, the, the midfield award for the, the Champions League that year. And uh, was it his last year before leaving Valencia in 99, 2000? Mm-hmm. He had an, a, huge, a huge move in the 2001 offseason, being one of the most sought-after players in the window, transferring to Lazio at the time for 48 million euros. So at the time, he was the sixth most expensive player of all time transferring how you, to Lazio. How do you spell this guy's name? His last name is spelt M-E-N-D-I-E-T-A, Spanish. Okay. Uh, he's Spanish. I've, I've never he, heard of this guy ever. Me neither. Me neither. And uh, I, think, I, think, well, I, I think that's the point. I think that's probably the point here is that neither of us have ever heard of him. 48, 48 million in 2001? In, in 2020, 48 million, right? It still seems like, like it's, it's, it's not. It's a pretty penny, right? So, uh, you know, he, he spent one year. Uh, he he they didn't, allegedly didn't do anything. He didn't, didn't log a single goal. He spent one year uh, playing for the club, but was actually a Lazio player for three years. He was then subsequently loaned out to Barca and to Middlesbrough, and then honestly finished Ooh, his career. That's tough. Imagine, his career. Hang, hang on a second. Imagine getting loaned to Barcelona. You think, okay, whatever. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy was this guy was like the best midfield in the world two years ago. He's gone for fifty million. Whatever. First season wasn't great. Barcelona will give him a chance, and then boom. That's it. Door was closed. Right yeah, finished his finished his career. Finished his bro. He finished his career in Middlesbrough. He finished his last four years uh, in Middlesbrough playing thirty games. It's probably so, uh, oh so completely completely flamed out after his move to Lazio. So the last it, seven years of his career were just that, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, how old was he when he made the transfer? He's uh, uh, well, the transfer happened in. Tra- transfer happened in 2001, and he's 46 years old. So he was what, uh, 29? Oh my God! No, he was he was he was 20. He was like 20, 20, 20. 27 years old. He was 27 years old. Yeah, 28. Holy 28, shit! Yeah. So, so 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 basically, he signed the paper and boom. In his prime. It was like sign. It was like signing the paper. He just whew, he just fucking he just, he just fucking, fell over and died. He just, just fell over and died. Fucking fucking turned. Yeah, he was 20. He was 27 tur- years turned old. Turned to je- turned to Jello. Okay. 19 years ago. Um. Okay, my midfielder is a little bit weird here also. Um, Gonzalo Higuain to Juventus for 90 million euro. Yeah. Now, now look, Higuain won, he won three titles at Juve, uh, three Scudetti at Juve, uh, made a Champions League final that first year, helped, helped us get to the final, scored a goal against Monaco uh, in the Champions League. I believe it was the quarterfinal or semifinal that helped us get to the final. Can't remember if it was a semifinal or the fucking quarterfinal, but regardless, it was. Uh, you know what? I think it was the semifinal because I think we beat Barcelona in the quarter. So big goal sent us through to the you know Champions League final. One might think, how the hell could he be a flop? Well, consider this: in 2016, we we had just sold Paul Pogba for 100 million euro. First, I think he was the first ever player to actually be sold for a hundred million. I know Gareth Bale was sold for very close to that a couple years before. I could be, I could be wrong. I think it might've been just under point is it's a lot of fucking money back then. You can get a lot with a hundred million. Tottenham got like four pieces um, with the bail money that, you know, many until, until, until Erickson left a few months ago, I think many of them were even still, you know, fairly important players in that team. 
What did we do? Well, we turned right around and we got Gonzalo Higuain for 90 million euro when we probably didn't need a striker. We didn't really necessarily need him. And the reason he was brought in was because, you know, he was the Capo Caroniere. He had just set the record for most goals in the season, the one which he won't be led just tied this past, uh, this past year. And, you know, the idea was we're bringing in someone like Higuain, but we got to win the Champions League now. Well, obviously the Champions League didn't happen. But also, like, the, the fact that all the Pogba money got spent in one shot on one player who really, in a lot of ways, even though he won the Capocanoniere title that first year, just felt a little bit, it, 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 felt, it, felt, it felt wrong. It didn't feel like something that was needed. It didn't feel like, like we put the money in the right place. Um, and now he's, you know, it was confirmed today that, that he was released by the club. He's going to enter Miami in, uh, in MLS and, you know, power to him he's 33 years old now it's the fact that we paid 90 million for a 29 year old after selling a 23 year old for 100 million just i remember it, at the time it didn't really strike me as being that great a deal and you know we've sold them now for for nothing i, I know you i know you say contract. i know you i know you say that but, but now it, it wasn't a, lot, a, a bad it, transfer a lot it wasn't of it, a lot one of, of the worst fueled, transfers no a lot ever. of it's fueled i but, i think what 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 puts it up there as as you know one of the worst is how fast his value declined in four years. Going that's from the thing. A not, so, loans so it's out not, to Chelsea that, and then Sadi so bringing him back. You that's know, Sadi makes it. Yeah, yeah and if, that's if what Sadi had it, That's what makes it bad. And if Sadi hadn't been coached last year, there's no way he would have come back. You know, we might have actually gotten some some resale on him last year, um, but you know, digress. Um, who's your Who's your fourth? So my fourth is uh, Chiro Immobile, except I was having trouble deciding which transfer of his was uh, the worst between uh, Dortmund and Sevilla. And I opted for Sevilla after, after looking into it for a little bit. And here's why, okay? Very weird. I, this is, I don't understand tra- some, some teams' logic and strategies. I still they, can't believe he played for Sevilla. I still can't believe he played for Sevilla. Well, he bar- so he barely did, and that's the point. Well, I right? can't so- believe he, was, he belonged <laughs> to them for, for any, as, like, I can't believe his services belonged to them for any period of time. And before you get into it, I think this might kind of tie nicely back into what we were talking about at the beginning of the pod. Earlier on, we were talking about how he can't quite score for La Nazionale. I think maybe, maybe he's just a player that scores against Spezia. And against Sassuolo. And, he, you know, Serie A is just a perfect pace of football for him. Because, you know, in Germany, he didn't do it. In Spain, he didn't do it. And for Italy, although he does, you know, again, he, he linked it pretty well the other day. He assisted on Badala's goal a couple weeks ago. I get it. Okay. You know, he didn't score in the Nations League games a few days ago. But it, he's not a constant goal threat for his national team. So once you take him out of Serie A, it's like he fucking crumbles. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it's low hanging fruit, but I, I agree. Course, I agree with you there. I, I I don't I don't disagree with you. But this is why the Sevilla one is 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 worse for me. Just it's 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 mostly their fault as well. It's not only Immobile's fault. I mean, you know, a lot of these times, a lot of the times, the 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 reason that the transfer is deemed uh, you know quote unquote the worst is not only because of the player. It's uh, you know management. I guess you know being incapable of of whatever, figuring out whether the player will fit or not or whatnot. But Sevilla, this one was fucking weird because in the summer of 2015, Immobile joined Sevilla on a season-long loan from Dortmund after, you know, disappointing and scoring, I think, only three three Bundesliga goals. I don't know how many goals he scored uh, outright across all competitions, but only scoring three Bundesliga goals. He, he came to Sevilla, had a pretty nasty injury that summer, ended up recovering. 
but he he in his move to Sevilla, the loan move, they had a purchase option to buy him. Okay, so they had a purchase option to buy him, and only five games into his tenure with Sevilla, they decided to purchase him outright uh, on top of his loan spell. Only five games in. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure how many goals he had scored by then. Maybe, maybe a handful. But that was in November, and then in January he got loaned back to Torino. He got loaned back to Torino. I don't think he even played a La Liga appearance with Sevilla when he was a full-time player, uh, according to his Wikipedia, anyways. But uh, you know, two months later, he gets loaned out to Torino. Uh, and then ends up making his his move to Lazio uh, that summer in 2016. So I don't I, I for me the 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 terrible part about that is Sevilla. I don't understand what the hell was going on there to purchase a guy and then two months later loan him out and then they ended up losing. They they purchased him for 11 million November 2015 and sold him for for 8.5 or something like that. And that summer of 2016. So for me, it's just strange. No production, obviously, by Immobile. He couldn't even. He couldn't even if he wanted to. He got loaned out two months later after being purchased outright. So that 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 was just. I found that very strange, bizarre, and, and I guess you could say well, one of the worst. Just really he would, he would, no he would, sense. I mean, I mean, the the move to Germany and the move to Borussia Dortmund was always doomed. The second, I mean, the second, the second he signed for a German club where he couldn't do TikTok dances and and for it to be socially acceptable with his wife, uh, because because I mean the the. In, in in Italy, in Italy, they just they get on every fucking they get on every fucking internet trend there is. Uh, it's super 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 cringeworthy. I feel like the Germans would just look so down on that. Like, no, that's 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 not productive. What are you doing? Like, go 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 eat a salad, go sleep, and go run on a treadmill. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, the, I for, that, that was actually a good because I forgot that Immobile even ever left City. Yeah. Um, mine will be my fourth will be Ravel Morrison. You remember this guy? Remember him from Man United? He was he was from the same class as Paul Pogba. He was born in '93, and apparently Fergie said that they were probably at about the same level, and they could both go on and do great things. Well, a couple of years uh, into his professional career, he was a West Ham. He had left Man United, and he was 22 years old. It hadn't quite happened for him. He had a couple of loan spells in the Championship uh, to Birmingham, QPR, Cardiff, but you know at at, at 19, 20 years old at Birmingham and QPR as a midfielder. He, sc- he played over 40 games in two years and, and had scored almost 10 goals. So decent, you know. You might have thought he was on some kind of, you know, path to, path to a productive career. Um, granted, Pogba was at Juve and, and doing very well at the time. So, you know, if we're going to compare the two of them, obviously Pogba was doing a little better than Morrison. But the fact that he was apparently such a promising player, and the fact that he was again, according to Fergie, like I think he might, I think he said, I think he might even said he was the best player he had ever seen. But his attitude, you know, could be the death of him. Well, in 2015, he moved West Ham for Lazio. In the last five years, he has played like 35 games at every club he's been at. He's currently a free agent. He's he's currently a free agent. He's 27 years old, and he played four games at Lazio. Now. Like th- this wasn't a loan. He was sold to Lazio. He was sold to them outright in, in, in 2015. He was a 22 year old kid um, who, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what Lotito thought he was getting there. I don't know if he thought he was getting the next fucking Paul Pogba, but uh, yeah, loan right back to QPR, another loan to Mexico. That, that That's kind of a, that's kind of a theme here. Uh, a common theme is when it really doesn't work out, we just ship guys off to Mexico. 
um, yeah, just, just the, the fact and the fact that he's 27 years old now without a club, I think is, is you know, obviously doesn't bode very well for him, but it's just so random that he passed through Serie A because like pretty much from that moment, it all went downhill for him. Didn't work out for Lazio, obviously, but it certainly didn't work, didn't work out for the player. Yeah, and I, I also uh, I I quickly read that I think it only took him four months to to feel unsettled in Rome and want to want to go back to uh, to England. And uh, I believe Stefano Pioli even criticized his uh, his effort and lack of willingness to to learn Italian or something like that. So um, not a, not a good look for Ravel Morrison. What, what is it? What is it with the? What is it with people from? Uh, what is it with the Brits leaving? Uh, leaving? Uh, leaving their country and not not picking up the language. I <laughs> think Gareth Bale's going back to Tottenham now seven years later and doesn't speak any more any more Spanish than the day he left Tottenham seven years ago. I think that, honestly, that's I honestly think that's telling of of a player's attitude. To be honest, to just not even be willing to speak a language, or you have like guys like Ibrahimovic who you know to speak like eight languages, like twenty seven like, languages. Uh, you know, you know, like it just it just it just shows its attitude. I think, but yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think my last, last one. one. I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, fuck, so many good ones. I think I'm gonna gonna have to go with um, Amauri to Juve. In, uh, in in 2008, I'm gonna. I'm, have to I'm not. With... I'm not mad at that. <laughs> can I? Can, to... I can I do this one? It's not mine, but can I just do it? I want to give the context as to why it was stupid. We spent sure. fucking huge money on on Amaury. 20, 23 million euro back in 2008. But for for a team that had just come up from City of B and was trying to get back into into you know in, in the pro, in, into a prominent position, right? You know, try to challenge challenge the title. Um, Usurp uh, Inter's dominance of, 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 I guess, two years already at that point. Then they didn't have much competition, but Inter were dominating for a couple of years under Mancini. Uh, and yeah, we bought fucking Amaudi for, for huge money. He was meant to be the guy. I mean, to be fair, there are so many Juvev transfers in, in that period, of like maybe three years that you could probably, that you could probably throw in. I remember El Guero, Elia, Felipe Melo, Fucking Jorge Martinez. There were so many garbage transfers like 12 years ago, bro. But um, yeah, let's. Uh, wh- 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 why did you pick Amaudi to start? Yeah, well, so, so it was obviously on the field performance, is, is a, a one big reason. I, I, outside of his first year where he scored 11 goals, he only scored six goals in an, in an entire season in his following year. That on top of the absolute like administration, administrative like gong show that went on between his transfer that involved Parma, right? I think Parma, Fiorentina, and Palermo. I don't even fucking know. There was like a, a love square going on between all four clubs where um, there was like a bunch of transfer irregularities with like third party ownership and like six different agents were involved in the deal. And like an agent's son, I read, was. Was like there was like a conflict of interest because there was an agent called Stanislaw Grimaldi, and his son were representing both Almauri and like Kievo as a club, 
at the same time. Where did Jim? Where did Jim like, come into this? I, you, you said Bart. Bart, you said Bart about Fiorentina, Palermo, and you and now Jim are in the mix as well. How I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where. I don't. I don't know where it came into play. I, I guess Kievo because Kievo was the club he first played on before he went to Palermo, which and then oh he yeah, went to Juve. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they might have had. So, like, they might so, have had like a selling on fee. I don't know. Like he like waived the bonus. He like yeah percentages and just like a lot of sketch stuff. I don't. I, I don't really need to get Kievo. into it. Yeah, yeah. But there was like conflict of interest. There was verbal agreements that were made like under the table that, you know, you're going to pay me this and I'm going to pay you this. And it went like four teams down the line. And it's just like <laughs> all of that. No, I remember. For a guy I remember, that bro. like netted like five goals, you know, in, in, in his last season or whatever that was. He, sha- like, he all, shaved all of a that couple administri- of years. Can you imagine? All of that he administri- shaved a couple of, He shaved a couple of years off the lives of some old Italian men. At the helm oh, of, sure. of, of the many different Italian clubs, who were on the phone with Sao Paulo. We were on the phone with Sao Paulo, uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, like 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 fourteen hours a day, two weeks straight, <laughs> just trying to figure out yeah. who goes where. I forgot about that. That was uh, that's a good one. Um, so I, I, another funny thing that I found from that one was that I, I took this straight from uh, from the internet, where uh, apparently Juve wrote and like uh, so he came back on loan from Parma and like. Uh, they wanted to get rid of him, yeah, yeah. and there was absolutely no, there was no interest in no him suitors. at all. No suitors and at all. And that, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like without getting like super accounting, like apparently they had to completely write down the value of his contract to like a quarter of of what it was worth. Uh, and they wrote in a in a press release that an unnamed player in air quotes will be free from any obligation vis-a-vis Juventus coming commencing from January 2012, and who is no longer included in the technical program going forward. So just like com- completely fucking burying him. Uh, and then Conte wanted nothing to do with him. I remember. Ev- yeah. Eventually left to. Uh, Left the Fiorentina, I believe, uh, after uh, after his loan to Parma. So yeah, just a complete gong show. My last, okay, I like that one. My last one, um, probably probably could have thrown him into the midfield and waited till the end to throw Higuain up top to have some semblance of of of, of tactical regularity in my five aside here. But I'm gonna give it to Andrea Pirlo to Juve. But I'm cheating because that wasn't a transfer. It was a free signing. It was a free transfer. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but you got You got to say that. Like, Andrea Pirlo leaving Milan for free in 2011 at the age of 32 years old to go on to Juventus and win four titles in four years, um, four Scudetti and make a Champions League final with them. I mean, well, I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't single-handedly win the no, titles no, there, but, but No, 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 but he was a huge part of Conte yeah. being able to play the way that he did. The whole, I mean, and like as as was always the case with Pirlo, right? Anytime he played, the whole game ran through him. He still had a lot to give for Yazzurri. He played with them at three more tournaments at the Confederations Cup and the World Cup, and the uh, and the uh, and the Euro. Made the final of the Euro. I mean, he, he he still obviously had a lot to give. And it's and funnily enough, people came to appreciate him a little bit more, even more than they already did in those couple of years at Juve. He had like a weird kind of renaissance and people kept like, you know, dropping weird artsy quotes like, oh, he's like a fine wine. He gets better with age. I've heard that a fucking million times now, but, but mm-hmm. like, but literally, but literally like the, the, the older he got with us, um, the better, the, the better he seemed to play. I remember in that last year, he had that banger, uh, in like the 94th minute of three minutes of injury time against Torino. I mean, like right till the end, he was elite. And, 
you know, unfortunately for Milan, it, it may have also had some negative ramifications long-term because yes, he went to New York in, in MLS and, you know, retired and is now coach of Juve. But you got to wonder, like he, after all the time he had spent at Milan and the fact that Gattuso got a chance to come back in as a coach and the fact that Maldini is now a director there, there was obviously, there's obviously, there's obviously some will there to let your legends and let players who have kind of come through um, your, 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 your senior team and, and, and been a part of your setup for a very long time. There's obviously there was some willingness to give people with good footballing brains, like a chance to stay involved in the club. And they missed out on that with him. Not only football wise, was it bad? You know, he left them for, for Juve only for Milan to kind of dwindle for a couple of years and for Juve to, to, to flourish. And he, you know, had a, had a great couple of years, but then long-term, if he has success with us this year at Juve, um, I think I think that'll hurt a little bit more at Milan as well. Just like what, even if Milan are playing well under Pioli or whoever the hell may manage them down the line, say Pioli's with us for five years and in three years Pioli's no longer there, it won't matter who the manager of Milan is. If they're playing well or not, I think the point will always be that like emotionally there won't be that link to Pirlo, which is too bad because until that point, people only ever linked him with Milan. He'd been with you guys for basically the better part of his, you know, the better part of his career, a whole decade. So too bad how that one ended. It really soured the relationship there. Uh, so great for Juve, bad for Milan. All right, Genaletti, week one in the books, more games to come. That was a good epi, man. A lot of, uh, I mean, crazy fucking first couple of days here. I mean, it's been four days, I think, since we last recorded. And we, we were able to pack so a lot. Much the, we, were able, we were able to pack a lot into that one. I mean, you know, games with will do that, but just a couple of unreal stories. I really hope these stories don't stop. I, I really want the, the, these, these unreal only in Italy moments to continue all throughout the season. It's so entertaining. Uh, one so, set the bar high. So, so shout, out, shout, out, shout out to Perugia, the city of crazies, man. I mean, they, 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 they don't cease to give us crazy moments from their time in Serie A and their crazy owner having Gaddafi's son. And, and, and now this, um, yeah, Perugia has, has set the bar high. So uh, shout out to them, man. Um, Listeners, get at us on all platforms. We are available on all major platforms. Subscribe to us and uh, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at Calcio Podcast. Like our Facebook page. Send it to your older relatives. Uh, like uh, like our Facebook posts. Follow uh, follow us for all the latest uh, banta banta mate. And to know when our next episodes are dropping, Genaletti. Great to be back on a weekly schedule with you. And uh, until next time, enjoy the Calcio. Ciao. Ciao. Sai di me quello che non ti ho detto Cosa c'è chi da me non ho tempo Sono uguale a chi ogni cosa che ha la tiene per sé Non ti ho più scritto mai colpa mia I giorni passano tutti uguali La vita è un film senza una